It is indeed the art of everything on this Friday morning, and we're going to catch up now with uh, the son of Babsen, Sam Zima, uh, Tulani Nzima, joining me on the line. He's the chairperson of the uh, Sam Zima Foundation. Now, as you know, the history of uh, South Africa's democracy cannot be told without referencing the very historic uh, June 16, 1977, 1976, sorry, pardon me, uh, Soweto Uprising. And, of course, as part of that, the very iconic imagery of uh, Hector Peterson being uh, the, the rallying point, really, both domestically as well as internationally when it comes to the liberation movement and uh, and putting into context the struggle of the, of the youth of 1976, but of South African society at large. And joining me now to talk about the legacy that his father leaves behind is uh, Tulani Nzima, who is the chair of the Sam Nzima Foundation. Good evening to you, Tulani Nzima. Hi, Bridget. Thank you so much. Good evening to you. I like the introduction that you just gave now, that uh, the history of South Africa can hardly be told without making reference to the Hector Peterson image, because that was a uh, watershed in the history of this country. Yeah. But equally, you can't be talking about the democracy of South Africa without the inspiration that was brought to all of us by that iconic image that uh, my dad took in 1976. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think for, for a lot of not just South Africans, like I've just said, for not just us, but internationally as well. Um, you know, when you think South Africa, when you think liberation movements within the SADC con- context of the continent, that image is probably right there historically, iconically ingrained in the memories of generations as the top 10 images that come to mind when you think African struggle movements, African movements for liberation, that picture is one of those. It's it's transcended just embodying the struggle of the youth of 1976. It's transcended just embodying the community of Soweto and the South African people. It's become one of those images. You cannot divorce it from liberation movements on the continent. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the secrets that most South Africans may not have been aware of is the fact that through that picture, Mm. which brought to bear the brutality of the apartheid system at the time, was possibly the one that created what you referred to as the rallying point globally and internationally. Mm. It was when people around the world saw that image when they said enough is enough. Mm. It also was the picture that inspired a lot of prisoners on Robben Island Mm. that gave them hope that in fact there is reason for us to continue the fight Mm. because the place where we are now is far much worse than the promised land where we can be, you know. So equally for the uh, military wings of both the ANC, and I'm talking about Mkonto Wesize, and the PAC in exile felt that there actually was agency in them having to take up arms and fight a just cause. Because it was at that moment when everybody else was saying, what are you waiting for? What more do you want to see? That Mm. would actually paint a picture of the horrors of the time. 
what also is perhaps not known to a lot of people mm. is the fact that when Brassem took that picture, mm. he, he, he we describe it as bravery, naivety, mm. and to a certain extent, stupidity. Mm. I mean, here's a man who's taking a picture in full view of the police at the time when a, a black journalist was not allowed to take photographs of police in action. Now, not only did he take the picture, but he also had the audacity to wind up the, uh, the film. And in those days, you had to have a film that you're loading into your camera. Mm. And then dash it into his sock to hide it away from the police. You can imagine the guy, what he did, was, which was clever. Mm. After doing this, he loaded a, a, another uh, film and he continued shooting other pictures. Uh-huh. When they eventually got to him, the, the very obvious and simplest thing to do was open your camera. Yes. And you ex- expose the negative. And with that, all the pictures that you, you have taken will be gone. Uh-huh. So the, the, the naivety that you were describing, the uh, bravery that you were describing, borders on stupidity. Yes. To a certain extent, because he was also taking a risk. <laughs> and he managed to smuggle that film. This is what then brought light to all of us. And I was going so, to ask you, uh, Butulani, if, you know, at the time of, you know, the, the Soweto uprising in Orlando on that day, was Bob Sam specifically there on the day? Or maybe I should start off by asking Muti. Because so little is known by myself and so many other people, shamefully so, we admit this, about uh, Ubab Sem Zima. I'm wondering, at the time, was he on assignment as a photojournalist to be documenting the, you know, the goings-on of the day and the, the planned uh, protest by the students? How, how did he come to find himself there? What has he said about that day? Of course, the, the media people has got this neck of discovering secrets that many would not know. Mm. But there's a routine about it. Mm. And I don't know how it works in these days, but in those days, they used to go to the office Mm. and they would then be given an assignment on a day. Mm. So Brassem was given an assignment because they they, they remember that the, the real activity started on June the 15th. Yes. So June the 16th was the day on which the students had then resolved to take a march to uh, Orlando East and then a march to, uh, Orlando, to Orlando West and then uh, to the Orlando Stadium to have a, a little rally and make a, 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 a statement. In fact, when you read the statement of uh, Murphy Murobe, mm-hmm. who was one of the organizers, he, he, he makes a very interesting but uh, a funny thing told by children. Mm. Because it makes a point that they, what they had planned on that day was to march from uh, the rest of the schools in Mufulo and the Naledi mm. and to Orlando West and pay their uh, uh, homage and support to the students out there. Mm. And then after that, they would be singing Kosisigelele Africa thinking after that we will be done and all of us will be going home. Yes. Little did they know that the, the police will re, uh, retaliate in the manner that they did. So what Brassem was assigned to do on the 
that fateful day, mm. was to go to join the students in in Naledi, in Naledi. and they were then going to go to um, uh, what what is this uh, high school uh, near Jablani. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they 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 went there, and his dad joined them. He, 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 some of his pictures, you will see a picture where he has taken a lot of students marching down from uh, uh, Dube and mm. uh, Fulo, and they they had a, a, a placard that says "Away with Africans." So he was marching with them until they got to. Uh, to 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 uh, um, Uncle Tom's Hall. Yes. In that square, that's when it, 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 things started happening. When the police confronted them after mm. shooting the the picture that you you have, you have seen there, mm. my dad had to put. They used to wear a, a press band. Yes. So initially he was marching with the students, looking like them, but he had been assigned on that day to cover this march. It was a simple march. Mm. So he was covering it, but the the, the opportunity that he had, which was different to other journalists, is that he joined the march like a student. So he he was walking with them all the time. From time to time, he would break away from them and take some pictures, Mm. go back and join them. At that stage, he was not wearing his armband, which is press. Until... Uh, at the time when the, the the police confronted them at Uncle Tom's uh, and then gave instructions in, that in three minutes they must disperse. Yes. And then they fired the shot. After that, he realized that he would be in danger after taking the picture. He then had to identify himself of, as press. As press. Yeah. Yes. And what has uh, we are in conversation with Ubu uh, Tulani, who is Tulani Nzima, uh, the son of the late Sam Nzima, who is uh, the the very um, uncelebrated photographer who took the the famous Hector Peterson uh, photo that has gone on to really. Um, memorialize how we see and and how we sort of commemorate the June 16, 1976 Soweto uprising, which was a catalyst to, uh, you know, that the move, the, the sort of action that followed the liberation movement of the time. And I want to ask you, Bob Tulanuguti, um, you know, from, from your conversations with your dad over the years, what has he said about um, the contribution of, of, creatives and and journalists like himself who were you know photojournalists who told stories through images where those images much like his have gone on to 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 really imprint on the pages of history but very little um is known and very little credit is known to the men and women who dared to brave their lives to to capture those moments what was his sentiment uh, you know ab- about how we sort of, as South Africans, how how little we knew about the likes of himself and his colleagues, and and by way how little we almost honoured their contribution to telling our history. Bridget, the sad part is that it took Brassem, I call him Brassem, mm. yeah, that's how I always <laughs> used to refer to him. Uh, it took him twenty two years to finally get the copyrights of that image. Wow. Before that, his struggles were based on the fact that as a black journalist, he was actually seen as a correspondent, mm. as a part-timer. Mm. And therefore, he did not have right to the image that he had taken. The irony of it all is that at the time 
of Rasem and uh, his colleagues that worked with him, Mo Mofet Zungu, even Mo Peter Magubane and mm-hmm. Alf Kumalo, they had to invest their own salaries to buy the camera. Mm. And you go and work for a company that will then own the copyrights of the image. Mm. So they, those cameras were his. He bought them with his own money, that Pentax. Mm. And for that matter, he didn't have cash to buy it. He had to buy it in installments. Mm. And he was not the only one. So most of the guys at the time, they didn't have the rights. And Brassem was no different after taking this iconic image. And in fact, at some stage, the picture had even lost a byline. You know mm. what a byline is. What is a byline? So, a byline, when it, it, those days, when even today, try and check that. When mm. a picture is published, it will say photo by. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it will give credit to the photographer. Mm. So it's a caption, in other words. Mm. So Brassem, at the time when he took the picture and it started circulating and got popular, it lost the byline of Sam Zimmer. It became a photo by the world newspaper. Mm. So it, people would not be able to identify and link the picture with Sam Zimmer. It got worse when, uh, uh, at the time, uh, the United Press International mm. took the picture and the Riosas uh, mm. circulated internationally. There was, of course, they were syndicating with various publications. Mm. When it went international, there was no byline that said picture by Sam Zimmer. Mm. So it took a lot of time. So th- those kind of challenges is what we were talking about yesterday. Mm. The intergenerational challenges that it, it had been taken 22 years for Sam to eventually get, get his copyrights. And even the manner in which those copyrights were given to him, mm. it was a bit like this is a spent asset. In other words, we have circulated it enough. Mm. We have melted enough mm. money. There is nothing left in this in terms of value. Yes. You can have it, Sam. You have been such an irritant to us for such a long time. Mm. It, this he got in 1998. And having fought, Bridget, without fail every mm. year, even for us to use the image to make a bit of money, mm. he could not do that. And he's not the only one. Those who got lucky are those who, who left formal employment and then started taking pictures and could sell to different uh, publications. Mm. And then, then they could claim their full rights. But such challenges perpetuated. The, the, the underlining challenge about that, it was the law of the country at the time. The mm. apartheid system did not classify my, uh, uh, my father Mm. and his colleagues as full-time employees. Mm, mm. They were seen as temporary surgeons, and they were not um, permanent employees. Therefore, did not own the rights. Yeah, they did not they, have the right. And, and they were even saying, Sam, we paid you a salary to go and take that picture. Yes. It's not your picture. Yes. Wow, interesting. And the interesting thing is, Babtulani, you know, um, just as a... Uh, a parting shot from my end, that that is still very much a conversation that a lot of photographers are still having till today. Uh, still a, a very hot topic in the world of, of images, still images, as to who owns the right of the photograph. Um, you know, especially in a situation where you are either employed, um, you know, as whatever, a photojournalist, a fashion photographer, you you employed to a publication, 
or you are being commissioned by a Bridget or Babtulani to take mm. a picture or a portrait. Very interesting conversation that is, is happening in the world of photography about exactly this, the right to uh, photographs and, of course, embedding the, I don't know what the fancy words are, but embedding the, the coding on the photograph so that it's forever identified with the person who took the photograph so it's not lost, as you've just said, the byline, that it's not lost, uh, you know, somewhere down the line in history. But just as a parting shot, I know that in 2018, if I'm correct, just before that Sam passed on, you guys did have the opportunity of launching the Sam Nzima Foundation. Um, and of course, on June 16, which I've lost all record of dates, which was yesterday, um, you held the uh, second annual Sam Nzima Memorial Lecture, which happened out at the Tswane University of Technology. Just before we wrap things up, perhaps if you can just tell me, what is the aim of the foundation um, for you guys? Where, where do you want to sort of see it being placed in carrying on his legacy? Fortunately, the foundation was actually set up before his passing on. In mm. 2015, we registered the foundation. Mm. 2017, we launched the Sam Zima Legacy Project, okay. uh, which entailed a, a variety of things. So we are continuing on that. At the top of our list, in terms of the basic objectives why we exist, mm. number one is to make sure that we can protect the heritage nature and iconic nature of this Hector Peterson image. Mm. We are simply the custodians as the family and mm. the foundation. This belongs to the nation. We do not want it to be commercialized to the extent that it loses its value as an iconic image. Mm. The second one is to also make sure that we can keep the legacy of Sam Zima and its contribution to our democracy live. We want to immortalize Sam Zima. Mm. We want to make sure that South Africa and the world over dare not forget the man who made such a contribution. We are also making sure that he can plow back into the community. So when you're talking about the Senzima Legacy Project, we're going to build a legacy center. We mm. already have a, a 3.5 hectare piece of land in Pumalanga. Okay. There we're going to build a bigger project, which will be a, a, a practical a symbol of immortalizing him. Awesome stuff. Babtilani, we wish you the very best in all of your endeavors to ensure that the legacy and the name Sam Zima is never lost to South African history books. Um, and of course, we will keep a steady eye on the work that the foundation continues uh, to bring forth as the years come and from time to time dip in and out in conversations with you and your team. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat to me this evening. That was Tulanin Zima. He is the son and chairperson of the Sam Nzima Foundation. Uh,